The Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey combines a commitment to sensitive care with a state-of-the-art program. We proudly present Fertility Talk with RSCNJ. Here's Melanie Cole. When a woman cannot carry a healthy pregnancy, she might consider turning to a gestational carrier. My guest today is Dr. Alan Martinez. He's a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Dr. Martinez, what is a gestational carrier? Well, thank you for having me on the show today. I appreciate it, as always. Um, So a gestational carrier is um, when you have a female patient who is not the egg source, and in the laboratory setting, in an IVF laboratory, uh, embryos are created between the egg and sperm of what we call the intended parents, and then that gestational carrier becomes exactly what we're talking about, which is carrying a pregnancy. So you take an embryo that is developed to a certain stage. We prepare the gestational carrier's body to, in the uterus to be ready for that embryo, and then the embryo is transferred in, uh, and they go on to have the pregnancy tests, pregnancy checkups, they carry the baby, and then the intended parents then take over and essentially the gestational carrier has provided a service for these for the individuals and to help people try to conceive. It's really fascinating how that works. Now, what's the difference between gestational carrier and surrogate? So the gestational carrier we talked about has the um, egg and sperm source that is responsible for making an embryo. That comes from what's called the intended parent. So that's a, that's a third-party um, uh, female and male patient. With a surrogate, the, the, um, in that case, the patient will actually serve as the egg source, and then sperm is then utilized to make, make an embryo and get that individual pregnant. So in that case of surrogacy, the person that is actually carrying the pregnancy is also the, um, so the source of what we call the gametes, which is, which is from the female side, is the egg source um, as a result of creating that pregnancy. So then why might a couple need a gestational carrier versus a surrogate? Why would you need one different from the other? Well, in in the majority of cases, and more often than not, uh, the gestational carrier is uh, is utilized. And the reason why is because you may have a, you know, you may have a same-sex couple in some situations. You may have a heterosexual couple, male and female partner, and... For one reason or another, the egg source, the female, the intended parent, is not able to carry that pregnancy. So it could be because they've had prior surgery, so they've had um, procedure on the uterus or their uterus has been removed for various reasons. Um, they may have um, situations where through, the, through their early development um, and before birth, um, the birth canal did not develop properly. There are some conditions where the uterus doesn't develop or people have an absent uterus or a very small uterus that's not able to carry a pregnancy. So in in those cases, then you have that that person would wants to have a child, but they're not able to carry it themselves. So then they go to what we call third party, which is using a gestational carrier. And, and, and that is the most common. In some cases, uh, you know, there will be same-sex couples, particularly male uh, patients that may want to conceive and start their family, 
And so they may use uh, an egg donor, which will also serve as the um, carrier or the surrogate in this case. And then that's sometimes how the surrogate is used and how the egg, all, the egg source also becomes the person who carries the pregnancy. So are there certain parameters to being a gestational carrier? I know it's a big deal for couples when they're looking for surrogates. And what about gestational carriers, Dr. Martinez? What are, what are parents looking for, and what are the parameters to actually offering this service? Yes, uh, so that is a common question. Uh, most commonly, um, this is done in an anonymous fashion, uh, meaning that there are agencies out there that work, and they um, have a group of gestational carriers, women who have agreed to, to provide this service. And... and there is an official agreement that happens. They are screened. Usually you want somebody of a certain age, and most commonly it's around the age of 21 to the age of 40 in, in that interval. Um, that's usually an age requirement that we like to see. We also like to have patients that have potentially carried a pregnancy before. So they have proven fertility, They and they've also carried a pregnancy, and haven't had any significant pregnancy complications, and so they delivered a healthy child, and there was no major medical issues during the during the uh, pregnancy. So most of the time, it is done in an anonymous fashion. There are individuals that will sometimes get a family member, a good friend, and then through the proper channels and preparation, a a known gestational carrier is used. And in that case, some of the requirements, um, there, there may be some flexibility with those. Um, and then uh, you may have a, a person that wants to be a gestational carrier, but maybe hasn't carried before, but she's healthy. So as long as both parties are aware of that detail, then we can sometimes proceed with those cycles. So there's guidelines of age and, and previous uh, pregnancy success and without any pregnancy complications. And we usually use those to counsel our patients accordingly. One of the things people always hear about in the media are the legal issues surrounding surrogacy and gestational carriers, I would suppose. Are there legal issues with a gestational carrier? Are there any? Uh, yes. Uh, in, in any patients that come to us and, and they, want, they present and it's deemed that they're considering uh, using a gestational carrier, um, we, we do require those individuals to be properly counseled, um, and as well as the gestational carriers are carefully screened. Um, they undergo rigorous testing, infectious disease, and, you know, requirements of updated pap smears to make sure that they're healthy. And then we involve a reproductive lawyer, and we highly encourage that, and it's often a requirement in many states uh, because we want to make sure that the gestational carriers that want to provide this service and the intended parents understand the, um, the potential legal, legal ramifications of this. And um, so everybody, it's a very systematic um, a process where we want to make sure everyone hasn't been undergone informed consent, and then we proceed and make the process go much easier. So for the carrier, this isn't something like with a surrogate where they can say, I've decided against this, or it's my baby, or I want to get to know the baby as they grow. None of that stuff sort of really applies because they're performing a service, but there's no biological connection there, yes? Correct, correct. There, yeah, there is, there is no biological connection because the egg source is coming from, from separate from them. Uh, but there is, you know, when, obviously when you carry a pregnancy, any, any woman that's carried a pregnancy, there probably is some sort of, a, you know, emotional connection, not a genetic connection. So through careful counseling, screening, 
uh, having um, having these legal contracts in place, that person has agreed to say, "Hey, I will provide the service. I will carry this this pregnancy. I will deliver, and then I have no legal rights to the child." And with a gestational carrier, it's much easier than a surrogate. But in the surrogate, it's also there are contracts that are made, and um, we want to make sure that that the either the gestational carrier or the surrogate understands that this is a service and they are not to be involved as the primary parent, so to speak. So. And what about finding a gestational carrier? With surrogacy, we hear a sister does it for a sister or a best friend for a gay couple. I mean, there's so many different variables there. But finding a gestational carrier, is that something that you at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey can help parents and couples to be look for or do they go out and find that on their own well we are we we are full service centers so we provide the counseling we educate patients on how the process occurs and we work closely with what we call agencies and they are gestational carrier agencies and they they have a they have a group of patients who are willing to provide this service so when a person, when a female decides to do this, uh, then we guide them through the process. You can have someone that you know as well do this. Um, it's just that you have to jump through a few more hoops, and there's testing that need to be done. And we still recommend the reproductive contracts. But when you involve a third-party agency, they've already done this rigorous testing. The person's been screened. The process is is nearly completed. You just need to coordinate the match and have everybody agree, and then the process can be initiated at that time. That is so cool. Dr. Martinez, wrap it up for us. For your best advice for couples wishing to explore the option of having a gestational carrier, what do you tell them that they really need to know about this? So I would say if you're thinking at all about this, you can call, make an appointment. You should definitely talk to a reproductive endocrinologist because we're very well-versed in this. We can walk you through the process. We can get the appropriate testing, and we can counsel you. And this is a regulated process. It is well-established. It's an excellent avenue for people who may not be able to carry on their own, um, and they need to elicit help through either a surrogate or a gestational carrier. So we are more than happy to advise them, and they should not feel like they're alone. This is more common than they realize, and um, that they, we just want to be available as a service to patients to, to help them through the process. Thank you so much. As always, Dr. Martinez, you are such a pleasure to have on and your expertise and the way that you explain everything is just perfect for these segments. So thank you again for coming on with us today. This is Fertility Talk with RSCNJ, the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. For more information, please visit fertilitynj.com. That's fertilitynj.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.